Racing Nation with James O'Shea. You are listening to Racing Nation, and this weekend it's one of the great races, not only on the Queensland racing calendar, but the Australian racing calendar, the Doombin 10,000. It's this weekend, it's one of nine races from Doombin. For Clear Mountain Fairview Stadler, let's see if we can help you find a few winners on the program, and hopefully just the man to do that. From the BRC, Nathan Exelby, he joins me now. How are you? Yeah, really well. Thanks, James. It's been a great week, big build up to the 10,000, um, with the Everest winner in town, and you know, I guess uh, from the Carnival's point of view, you're sort of keen to see him stand up and, and, and win that race and, and put the Carnival up in lights. It's been great to see uh, Clayton Douglas. I, I suppose it's not the normal some of the bigger names we know of racing, but obviously uh, in a lot of different interviews with him. So I guess the Queensland racing public or the Queensland public's got a really good chance to, to see and learn a bit about Clayton Douglas. He was so generous with his time there on Tuesday morning. There was interviews from 6 o'clock through to about 3 o'clock, I think, and uh, photo shoots in between. And, uh, no, it was just a, he, he was very, very generous with his time, uh, happy to promote the, the race and, and showcase his fantastic horse. Yeah, well, so he's the headline act in the Doombin 10,000. We'll get to it. We'll have a look at the program. As always, go through the quaddy legs, see if we can find a few winners Falls over six, seven, eight, nine. We start with race number six. It's the JRA Chairman's Handicap. This one, a group three over 2,000 metres. We might go thin in some later races, but not this one. This is a doozy. Um, go down the page. Uh, inclined to risk Platinum Invader. Probably wants further. I think Yonkers is a big improver here. He ran last, last start, but it wasn't a bad last, and he did win this race last year. Kefius is going well. You've got to have him in. I've been inclined to risk nerve, not verve. Just wonder if you know, back from 3,200 metres inclined to risk. I think London Bank is going really well. I would have had him on top from a gate, but <laughs> just not sure what they do. Do they roll the dice and go forward, or do they just sort of concede from the gate and, you know, and let things unfold and, and not torch him for a race later in the carnival? I think Wild Chap's not hopeless sitting on speed here. Carlepool's got the ratings to be on top, but pretty ugly draw. Odie Ra isn't far away and then probably inclined to risk the risk. So from my point of view, we've got two, three, five, seven, eight, and nine that we'd be including there and not in that particular order. Okay, so a very open one to, to start us off there in the first leg of the quaddy. Well, what about race number seven? This one, the Ladbrokes Rough Habit played over 2,000 metres at group three levels. I'm tipping there'll be a big chunk of punters uh, tomorrow going race seven, number one, fall up race eight, number eight. Um, the all up is around about the 350 mark, touch better 360 maybe. Um, I find it hard to get away from it. Like if there was to be a risk race for Kovalik, it was probably the Guineas at 1600, second up, but he was able to do that. And now he gets to 2000 metres, which should be just even more in his wheelhouse. So, uh, he looks he looks the real deal uh, against a group that probably aren't, if, if that's the, the way to put it. So we'll go with him, Kovalika. I think the stable mate eight Yasuki can be included in all in all multiples here. The, the run against older horses last time was good, and I suspect we'll, we'll appreciate this extra trip now. Uh, 16 so dazzling the ATC Oaks runner-up that's uh, been a good formula for Queensland uh, a few times in the last decade um, not sure how to line up that Oaks this year on, on the wet track but you know, she goes there but <coughs> she draws off the track and 
Um, you know, this is obviously a warm-up for the Oaks in three weeks' time. So I think he's a special, and, and I think the stablemate can run the uh, run the Cornella, so we'll go one and eight. One and eight in the second leg. What about the third? You mentioned uh, many of the all-up punters will be into this one. It is the Ladbrokes <laughs> doing the 10,000. It's over 1,200 metres. Group one is in outweight for age. Giga kick, which is sort of spoken about a bit. Is it, um, well, is it as simple as the market makes it look? Hopefully, and I think he draws well here too. So he's drawn out a bit on occasions, which means he's, he's had to get back. So the speed will be on here. There's plenty of horses that will want to go forward. So you know, he might end up midfield or so, but he just runs these incredible sectionals. That um, you know, we saw that first up in defeat in, in the challenge. And, you know, he's beaten that day, but probably enhanced his reputation. Yorba won the, the TJ Smith. I'm thinking you can make a case to say without the heavy track, he wins that because that sort of probably advantaged the winner. And then he was too good in the, the all-age stakes. 28 days between runs, back to 1,200. Uh, it's exciting to see him here. So put him on top. Now, if it's not him, gee, I think it's tricky. Uh, Marzu, he he gave a monstrous sight in that TJ. So around Doombin, he's he's the one that's got that touch of class that can kick away and and, and be hardest to run down. And um, you know, he's going pretty well. Like, put the pin through the last start where he struggled at the trip. Uh, all of his other form is excellent. Uh, Alpha Cabin, I, I doubt that he's good enough to win a ten thousand or sharp enough, but. I think he's the right straight-break horse, a three-year-old whose best performance in his career came at 1,400 metres. I'd just like to see him hitting the line here after cabin and, and for them do enough for them to stick around and say, right, let's go to the straight-break now with a light weight and be hard to beat. Uh, and I think Prince of Boom will race well too. He'll be on speed. Uh, Doombin sets up nicely for him. This is another level up. But having said that, you know, he's around, you know, Paul Elliott, Rothfire, Private Eye last time. So you know, a couple of those have been super competitive against the best this year. So I don't think he's too far away from them. So we go eight um, for the minus two, nine and six. The lucky last race number nine, the Magic Millions Bright Shadow over 1,110 metres seems to be the way it is. The big field to finish us off here on the lucky last. Yeah, and they're, they're typically tough races. I can see why Extremist is the favourite off the inside. Back to 11.10, that doesn't excite me a whole lot with her. I think 1,200's been perfect for Extremist. So you know, she'll she'll be there, look the winner. But the one I think's over the odds here is the other local, Fetch, number 11. Um, 28 days between runs now. I thought the effort at Eagle Farm was good. I thought she was poorly weighted in that race with 58 and a half. And she was good, beaten by one who was outstanding on the day and ran really good figures and the figures in a race that, that weren't far inferior to what Prince of Boom was running on the same card. So off the good gate here, she'll just smoke the pipe in behind them. I think she's a terrific hope at the double figure. So we'll go 11 fetch, nine extremists. Three of very fine red is is going well and draws well, so you have to respect her. But she's weighted up. Um, 14 Comrade Racer, I'm inclined to risk James. She's a horse that we saw at 1,300 last prep, so I think 1,100 around Doombin. It's one of us too sharp. So the ones I'm probably wary of would be the first uppers from Godolphin, Hellfest and Siege. So I perhaps want those on side. So we'll go 11, 9, 5, 10 and 3 are very fine red. Okay, so that's looked at the uh, the lucky last year. Very interesting 
uh, edition of the 10,000 and a number of great races on the program there as well. What's the best best on the program? Let's go early. Race one, number 11, self-indulgent. She was average first up, but that was typical with what she did last prep, but she got her act together second up and won, and all she did last preparation was improve the further she got into the prep, so she'll be even better again tomorrow. I think she, she rolls forward off the widest draw, but there's not too much dangers inside of her. I think she'll get one off the fence, and that being the case, I think she can win the opening race. Self-indulgent. Self-indulgent. Race one, number 11. Best value or best each way? Let's go fetch in the last. I think she can really gets a great chance to get some black type tomorrow. Right, so we'll bookend the program. What's that with 11s? Both 11s. 11, 11, 11, yeah, 11, that's it. That's it. All right. So, yeah, well, hopefully it's just one... Numeral of one in the in the winner. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so the, the eleven is what we're working up there. Race one, number eleven. Race nine, number eleven. And uh, and Giga kick it on top selection there, of course, in the Doombin ten thousand. Yes, a great day of racing. As I said it always produces many uh, wonderful horses that won this race, and we'll see another that'll do that again this weekend. Nathan, as always, thank you so much for giving us your time on the program, and I hope we've helped the punters find a few winners. Well, that's it, Nathan. Uh, next week we can look forward to Zaki going for a second Doombin Cup. Yeah, so plenty to look forward to. Thanks very much for your time. Cheers, mate. You're listening to Racing Nation with James O'Shea.